These are the trauma healing learnings based on one mom's journal entries recorded in real time from a catastrophic event with her son that you've been listening to in the blink of an eye story. Episode 31, Stay Alert, Trauma Healing Learning. Life can change in the blink of an eye. The role of families bedside to their loved ones in a hospital intensive care unit is a central component to trauma healing. It also could be a central component to a transformation in hospitals with new ICU policies and a large positive impact on risk management. Who would have thought how important a family member might be to hospital transformation. Yes, the mere presence of a loved one is comforting in crisis. We know that. Everyone knows that. No machine can take the place of the warmth and presence of another human being. When that human being, a familiar, loving family member, is grounded and calm, the family member has the potential to restore a sense of safety and a sense of belonging to that catastrophically injured or critically ill person lying in that hospital bed. The feeling of, I matter, I am seen, I will be cared for, is part of the groundwork we want to cultivate for our injured or ill loved one and for ourselves when we are committed to the work and process of trauma healing. And this cultivation can begin in the hospital. I see you. I feel your pain. That experience is more intimate and stirs a somatic sensation that is a sensation in the body. It's the sensation that causes a member of a medical trauma team to be moved by a patient, as you heard from Dr. Tolucci in the companion story. I see you and I will care for you is a feeling that can also be experienced when a patient and their family creates a relationship with their doctor or their nurses. There's a deeper sense of I feel you and you feel me. And this is the opening experience into trauma healing. One way of thinking about this is that we must develop enough trust to be able to have these experiences. Maybe. I see that in trauma, we might not have the traditional time of trust development at our disposal. But what we do have is God's time. Where with an intimate, authentic, vulnerable exchange, we can see 
and feel each other's pain. Tenderness and care in that moment. And from that experience, deeper trust is a natural byproduct. There is incredible trauma healing potential unfolding in the trauma experience itself. Each family member can contribute to trauma healing for their loved one and reciprocally for themselves. Each medical staff person can contribute to trauma healing for their patient and reciprocally for themselves. We have been learning together that we have all experienced some degree of loss or abandonment or early wounding in our own lives, likely as children, certainly before we reach the age of mm, 25. Or we may have inherited or witnessed others' loss or abandonment. Well, now that we are adults and there has been a new trauma, such as an accident or illness that lands our loved one in the ICU for a period of time, and we are bedside to that someone we love, our own earlier or inherited trauma experiences are bound to get stirred and they can hijack us or they can inform us. The more understanding we have of trauma and trauma healing, the more they can inform us rather than hijack us, at least for long periods of time. The mere awareness that we are being triggered when we are, it's a beautiful entry point for ongoing trauma healing of a past event. It really is. I mean, you might notice it's not as strong or long lasting over time. Once you make some space for it regularly when it comes up in your awareness. Oh, more on that later, maybe a future trauma healing learning. Well, when a family member who is bedside in the hospital can bring grounded presence, even when their own body on the inside is stirred up a little, there can be a reciprocal experience of grounded presence for the other person, the one actually directly traumatized in the hospital bed. What? a gift, a gift to them, and a gift to self. This helps both the injured or critically ill person and the family member in the trauma healing journey. <laughs> this is what Billy and I were trying to do even during the height of the medical crisis with Archer especially the one you just heard in episode 31, when something was going very wrong. We were not perfect, and you don't have to be either. But knowing about the seeds of trauma healing that you can sow by remaining engaged and calm and responsive in crisis, it's very empowering 
and very hopeful. We all have the capacity to do this. And the same is true for medical staff with their own past traumas. I mean, now being bombarded with other people's traumas and having some awareness of this, which is a large subject unto itself, including secondary trauma and even narcotics. I'd like to get to that in future trauma healing learnings. But for this episode, let's focus on the potential of partnership and how we can support each other in the name of quality, coordinated medical care. The presence of a loved one, you, beside someone in an ICU, offers another set of eyes on the person lying in that bed. A set of eyes that has more time to notice nuances. A set of eyes that has more familiarity with the person lying in the bed and can pick up on more subtle changes. The additional set of eyes or sets of eyes that a family brings to the hospital experience can also be helpful to medical staff by sharing what they see and not being passive about that. This information can lead to more informed choices of medical staff for the most appropriate medical treatment. Have you ever thought of it that way? Yeah. This opportunity, though, is often lost when we don't think of it that way and hospitals do not view the family as part of the critical care team. Now, <laughs> what might shift that perspective and begin to pave an inroad towards trauma healing in hospitals is for us all to see the direct linkage of relational trauma healing practices and medical errors. <laughs> the sets of eyes of family members are critical for watching medical staff, doctors, nurses, techs, not in a watchdog kind of way, but in an owl kind of way, observing, seeing new medications, asking to see medications, watching when different buttons are pushed or in a different way of positioning the patient is undertaken and asking staff to explain what they're doing. I noticed you did this differently. This additional set of eyes and ears and a mouth, just one family member participating in this way can help prevent medical error because it raises the level of consciousness of staff. Trauma staff are under a lot of pressure. And if the family and staff felt that they were in partnership with each other, the simple question of a family member, can you tell me why you're doing that? And the staff welcoming the question, that alone can transform what is done on automatic 
where most medical errors happen. Fact. It can transform that done automatic to something done or performed with greater awareness. Routine can become meaningful again with relational partnerships. You might be a nurse or a family member who has had a loved one in an ICU or is thinking of what it would be like having a loved one in an ICU. Or you might be a doctor or a nurse or tech who works in an ICU. And you all might be thinking, wow, if we really viewed ourselves as a partnership supporting each other, this quality of thoughtful and supportive interaction would be amazing. <laughs> Team, stay alert. And then you might think, oh, it would take so much time and effort. And we can't ask families and staff doesn't really want that anyway. Or you might think, hmm, it'll never happen. There's not enough time. And hospital culture is so driven by external financial pressures, which are driven by the insurance industry, which is driven by the pharmacological industry and state and federal regulatory bodies, you know, yada, 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 yada. Well, maybe. And maybe not. I mean, sure, there are barriers. Why can't we think more expansively now? There are barriers to many things we work to change. That doesn't have to stop the effort. You know how good it feels when you are supported, feel known, feel like you belong, and that you matter. It goes for all of us, patient and medical staff. And you know how much you yearn for quality medical care when something doesn't work anymore, goes wrong in your life. And you know from episode 31, the companion story, just how much I believe in imagining what is possible. Because it can be manifested. We might not know how exactly, but it can be. The opportunities are now. Okay, so not every person in an ICU has a family member to be in the role of the alert team, bedside 24-7. But we might consider fostering and encouraging this role for families and friends who might not have actually even considered it before or seen how vital their presence can be in an ICU. We might foster surrogate members of the team alert. I mean, critically injured people are typically not in the ICU for long extended periods of time. It's doable. The role of friends can be key. We are all persons of influence. Your circle of friends and your own siblings and children are a sphere of your influence. You might influence them and invite them in to these key roles. You might also work in a medical environment yourself 
or have friends who do and be able to alert them, your professional centers of influence, to consider more trauma-healing-informed medical policies. You might talk with them about how important it is for nurses and doctors to invite these kinds of relationships. And from a hospital policy perspective, it's likely true that a shift in the mindset of hospital leadership to create, encourage, and support, and even reward more trauma-healing-informed policies and practices will realize the real potential of a family member bedside to a loved one in partnership with medical staff. Until then, well, I believe it will happen. We just need hospital leaders to see the potential. Like Dr. Tolucci, a chief of trauma of a major hospital, was beginning to see when we talked. And he and I will talk more. You can hear his interview. Until then, we do not have to wait on the medical profession or medical systems to transform. You can be a part of trauma healing transformation now. In your small corner of the world, your loved one's ICU hospital room, bedside to them as the extra set of eyes, ears, and mouth. And you might find many medical staff very receptive. Trauma healing takes time. It can also happen in the blink of an eye with unforgettable new experiences. Let's close for now and ask the divine to guide us in ways that are more healing in our own lives, in trauma, and in ICUs. Guide us to love our loved ones through their suffering. Guide us to recognize our own suffering and deeper, older wounds that others' trauma touches and stirs. Help us see our own suffering as an opportunity to loosen the scars of our own wounds towards greater healing. Guide us to be strong, to engage with medical staff, to be aware, to know how valuable our presence is bedside in ICUs when and if our loved ones are there, to not be afraid to ask questions, and to stay alert. Guide us to view ourselves in partnership with medical staff, even if they do not view it that way. Guide medical staff to be more open to us as a support for them. Let us learn from our own mistakes, not to rely completely on medical staff's judgment. They need ours, too. Guide us all for greater relational collaboration so that hospital staff and patients and families 
can have a more trauma-healing-informed experience in hospitals, and so that many medical errors might be avoided from the start. And as I always look to the divine, guide medical staff, giving them the wisdom to ask families and to listen to families and be discerning and not on automatic and to feel renewed that we are all in this together. And Lord, remind us as family members that we are the critical component for our loved one's good care and healing too. We don't have to rely all on medical staff. Let us remember those three little monkeys. <laughs> you know the ones who wanted to tune out when something bad happened. <laughs> remember, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil will help us, oh beloved, help us instead to tune in so we can see evil, hear evil, and speak about evil with staff who will listen to avoid medical errors that cause us all suffering. Machines cannot convey the presence of another caring, thoughtful, discerning human. <laughs> and risk management might not ever be the same if they considered restorative, trauma-healing-informed practices on the front end. Amen. I hope you have enjoyed this trauma-healing learning. To listen to the story behind the learning, tune in to episode 31, Stay Alert. Oh, I wanted to let you know, too, that in a couple of episodes from now, we'll be taking a break. And when we come back with the next season, we'll be picking up with Archer's story right where we left off. But you don't want to miss the next two episodes of season one. Make sure you stay subscribed to Blink of an Eye, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then when we wrap up this season, we will be releasing some bonus interviews you won't want to miss either. We will then be back later this spring with season two. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay alert. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. For 28 years, Baltimore Mediation has served clients worldwide by facilitating negotiation breakthroughs believing in their capacity for meaningful face-to-face -face dialogue. You can learn more at baltimoremediation.com. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. 
to hear the story behind this trauma healing learning. Tune in and listen to episode 31. Stay alert. Never miss an episode. Subscribe to Blink of an Eye on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.